Hello, and welcome to Making the Case, a podcast produced by the Tennessee Attorney General's Office. I'm Samantha Fisher, Communications Director and Host. The Tennessee Attorney General's Office is the law firm for the state and manages a wide variety of cases, antitrust, consumer fraud, environmental enforcement, and much more. The work is complex, challenging, sometimes even controversial. If you like history and law, come along with us for Making the Case. Robocalls, price gouging, home improvement scams, Chances are you or someone you know has had a problem with something you purchased or a service you've paid for, or perhaps you've been targeted by scammers. But did you know there is an entire section of the Tennessee Attorney General's office dedicated to helping you? With me today are two folks who oversee this process, Jeff Hill, our Deputy Attorney General and the Public Protection Section, and Claire Marcellus, our Consumer Affairs Director. Claire, the Division of Consumer Affairs is the clearinghouse for consumer complaints. What all does that mean? Yeah, so we take uh, consumer complaints about unfair, deceptive business practices that can involve a a lot of different things, but mainly what we see are um, complaints about consumer transactions on the purchase of goods and services in Tennessee. Either someone bought something and it wasn't what uh, was advertised, or they ordered something and they never received it, or they want a refund because it's not working properly. Those are the kind of things that we see come into our office. Yeah, it it happens a lot. In 2020, I remember you telling me we received over 4,000 complaints and at the top of the list and this kind of makes sense because I think last year a lot of people we were stuck at home we were looking around our house or apartment or whatever and saying man I need to fix this or that so it was home improvement scams and and things like that that were at the top of that consumer complaint list yes and this category has actually been at the top for a while so it involves you know consumers who are trying to do repairs on their homes or improvements on their homes, and they uh, seek out someone to help them do that, and either that person takes the money and never comes and does the work, or they do just a, a just shoddy work, and then the consumer has paid this money and not gotten what they wanted. That category also includes home warranties, which is, you know, home appliance warranties that you pay, and they're supposed to, if something breaks down, they'll replace it, and we see a lot of, of complaints about that, too, where people have signed up for that type of service, and it wasn't what they thought it was going to be, so... It's a big category for us, for sure. When you get complaints like that, what is the next step? So once consumers file a complaint, it comes into our office, and we uh, mediate it through our in, our voluntary complaint mediation program. So our consumer specialist, it's assigned to a specialist based on the category of the complaint, and they'll send that complaint directly on to the business, along with the letter from our office that lets the business know we've received this complaint about your business's practices. Can you please respond to our office? And they're getting, given a set deadline to, to provide a response, and once we receive that, we'll send that along to the consumer, and they'll be able to review that and if they need to provide a rebuttal or any type of additional concerns that'll come back to us and we'll keep that information flowing back and forth between the two parties. So that's really the the point of the program is to open up the lines of communications between the consumer and the business so that they can resolve the issue together. We don't want to be taking legal action every time there's a complaint, right? Right. right. I imagine sometimes when you make this phone call or you send a letter to a business, perhaps a lot of times it's a misunderstanding, but if there has been wrongdoing, do you find that typically that resolves the problem? 
generally, you know, and we have a lot of great businesses in Tennessee, and a lot of it, they want to know if some complaint has been lodged against them and someone has made allegations about their business practices, they want a chance to address that. So with the businesses that are legitimate, they're going to want to issue a response and clear up any miscommunication that may have occurred between them and the consumer. Of course, we also have those that are, are not... Um, not as dedicated to doing that. And so that's when it's helpful to have the attorneys and investigators of the Consumer Protection Division around for that kind of things. But most businesses that, that are legitimate, they want to address those concerns and those complaints that we send to them. Yeah, that's right. We're going to talk about that more in a minute, yeah. how our Division of Consumer Affairs, we're all in the same house now with the lawyers. So we can, we can coordinate when we see that right. state law may have been broken. I want to move down the list of the top 10 consumer complaints from last year, maybe just the first few. But number two, I was surprised this wasn't number one with COVID going on, but price gouging was number two with 343 official complaints. Yes, and that just shows how big the home improvement category is because we received tons of price gouging complaints. So for that to only have made number two uh, is something. But yeah, you know, with when the pandemic hit, we definitely started getting those calls. And, and you know, price gouging involves um, pricing increases on essential goods and services. So we're talking things um, like groceries or medical and emergency supplies such as antibacterial products and toiletries. So we all remember the times of, of worrying if we'd get some toilet paper from the grocery store. Those were some dark times. And so we definitely um, started getting those complaints in, lots of complaints. And people were concerned as they should be. And uh, especially with, with meat prices went up and, and groceries that. and yeah. that's a big concern so we got those in when those come in we definitely work in conjunction which is a great part of us being moved to the attorney general's office is that we're able to work in conjunction with the attorneys in the consumer protection division and the investigators and so all of those complaints were reviewed each one to see uh, what type of follow-up was needed on those i want to talk a little bit about scams too because th this you really want to get out on the front end you want to educate consumers try to inform Tennesseans before they become the victim of a scam. Some of them that are out there are, are kind of typical, although there may be a twist on kind of an old routine. What are you seeing right now as complaints come in on scams? We see a lot of government imposter scams, and this one takes on different ways, but it, it can also come through social media. Scammers definitely utilize social media. So they um, may hack someone's Facebook, a friend of yours Facebook, and they'll send a message. So you're thinking that's coming from your friend and they'll say, hey, have you heard about this new government grant, you know, scam? You can get $10,000. You just need to click this link and sign up through this application. Of course, that's designed to glean your personal information, but we do see people who get that and they're excited, you know, in times when they need some extra money and they think, well, it's a new administration, new presidency, maybe this, you know, is an actual an actual thing. So we've definitely seen that one circulate and, and we try to get, get folks to any type of link that comes to you, just be hesitant with any clicking any link that's going to try to glean your personal financial or personal sensitive information. Another one, I, I think we're trying to consistently inform people about the gift card scams right. where someone's trying to get your money yes. and it used to be wire transfers right? right but now it's hey go buy this gift card yeah yeah and our big thing with that is always just to remind people gift cards are for gifts period that's what you should be using them for is to gift to someone else you shouldn't be using them for payment and certainly not for payment of you know parking tickets or payment to the police or you know we get a lot where the calls say there's a warrant out for your arrest. You need to go and get this, you know, certain amount of dollars of gift cards to, to make sure that this goes away. And so we just warn people that if you're being asked to pay for something in gift cards, that that's a red flag, that it's a scam. Gift cards are for gifts, and that's how they should be used. 
Claire, the Division of Consumer Affairs in the Tennessee Attorney General's Office, you guys do a great job um, working around the state, educating consumers. All this information is also on the website, too. Right. Yep. Folks can go to tn.gov slash consumer, and they can find information about various scams. They can find the link to file a complaint on there as well, and, and all kinds of other consumer information is, is housed there. Thank you so much. We appreciate sure, your help. Sure, glad to be here. If a complaint cannot be resolved through mediation, or at the outset it appears that maybe a state consumer protection or federal consumer protection law has been violated, then it goes to our public protection section. And Jeff Hill is the deputy attorney general over that section. He is with us now. Jeff, your team works to enforce the Tennessee Consumer Protection Act. Tell me about that process of working with the DCA and determining when is the time to take legal action. Well, the first step we take often is if a business is not responding or not responding appropriately, uh, sometimes it's best to send an investigator out to ask some questions. Um, Our goal is always to stop the conduct. And if we can stop the conduct very quickly, that may take care of the situation. And, And nobody, the public never knows about it. There are a lot of occasions where there are complaints coming in, we're not getting responses from the business, an investigator will go out to the business, ask some questions, and it will bring it to their attention, and they'll realize, oh, this is a problem that we need to deal with. They'll deal with it, and everybody will move on. They, they often pay the consumers back restitution, you know, conducting their business in a different manner, and we don't have to do anything further, and we can move on. Everybody can move on with their lives. But after that, it may rise to, a, to be a bigger problem, a, a systemic issue or uh, a large harm to consumers, and then we'll look at it to consider whether uh, we need to take some kind of legal enforcement action that can consist of, you know, filing a complaint against the business, and suing them in court to try to remedy the conduct. A couple of these cases that come to mind, I know there's there's been alleged deception or wrongful acts going on in business, and it's not just Tennessee consumers. It's it's maybe a business that's located in Tennessee, but you've had consumers all over the country. Sometimes these cases take years to litigate. Yes, they often do, and, and that's a variety of reasons. The court system can take a long time. Sometimes the people we sue can be difficult and, and string it out. And, and obviously over the last year, it's been difficult to, to move cases forward during the, during the pandemic as well. These cases can take, can take years to resolve. If you feel that you have been wronged by a business, by some sort of deceptive act or practice, is the Tennessee Attorney General's office kind of like your personal attorney? No. And thank you for asking that question. No, we do not represent private individuals. We res- represent the state's interests, but we can bring a complaint, a lawsuit on behalf of the state. And as part of that, we can get restitution. We can get money back to consumers. But no, we do not represent individually any consumer. And they, um, we encourage consumers, if they've been wronged, to seek private counsel because it, it may benefit them to, if it's a large sum of money that they've been scammed out of, private attorney can help them out. We may be able to get money back for them, but we do not represent them. I understand. And so these complaints that consumers file with our office, they are essential, though, because let's say a lot of people have had this problem. They could be eligible for restitution if a lawsuit's filed or settled. Complaints are extremely important for a variety of reasons. First, it puts puts people on notice that there's a problem with this, that this company may have a problem. 
other people can check on those complaints and see that 20 complaints have been filed against a business. So that's important. And then it's very important to us to know what's going on and that there may be something we need to do. Jeff, I want to pivot for a minute to a problem that everybody has, and it's it seems like it's nearly impossible to solve, but states' attorneys general across the country are working on this robocalls. They're such a nuisance. Does it actually, it does break the law, right? Everywhere, I, I think if you asked every attorney general in the country, they would say they hear about it everywhere they go, and, and, and we do as well. We, we hear people talk about robocalls all the time. It's, it's a big issue. It's, a, it's more than a nuisance. It is a nuisance, but it's more than that because, you know, the, uh, obviously there's a lot of money being made uh, through robocalls because there are so many of them. Yes, it, it, it is a violation of law, and the, the res- resolution of this is really going to have to be a team effort. All the states are working together with the federal government, with industry, and it's really going to take everybody working together to combat this problem. And there are technological solutions that the industry is working on with us and and with the federal government to try to stop some of these robocalls. Some of them are very dangerous. I think Claire mentioned, or, or you mentioned earlier, yeah. you know, some of them say that you may be um, taken to jail if you don't respond to them. And people, to, you know, or lose your right to vote. Um, I've, I've heard that a lot, that you won't be able to vote if you don't respond to me or pay me money. And people are terrified by that, and they really respond to robocalls that threaten them in that way, and it's, it's really a shame. Tell me about the, your work in general. I mean, in, in your position, you really are helping Tennesseans with the day-to-day sort of issues that they deal with, whether it's somebody who you know, says, hey, let me put a roof on your, on your house, and they, and they do a shoddy job. Um, that's what this section of the Tennessee Attorney General's office is for, is to help Tennessee consumers. Absolutely. And, and it can touch any part of someone's life. We've talked about robocalls. You talk about contractors. Um, it can be any part of somebody's life, any business transaction that somebody's involved in. If, there's, if they are misleading you or deceiving you and, and taking your money, that's, that's a problem that we can help with, whether it be Claire's group, trying to resolve the complaints initially or investigators going out to talk to the businesses or if it's a systemic issue, then we can get involved and, and potentially sue the business. Thank you so much, Jeff and Claire. I really appreciate you guys coming on and sharing that information. You can find much more on our website, tn.gov consumer. Thanks again for being with us. Please subscribe and join us for our next episode. 